Welcome back to the Not Just Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, and this guest is not a stranger to the podcast. I'm going to leave the initial podcast that we did because we had such good feedback from it. We spoke about confidence, SAS building, everything like that. So I definitely do recommend that you do listen to that one if you haven't already before you go into this one. But Audrey has been integral to what was a crazy season last year. And I'll always be grateful for what she has done with me and what we are going to be doing in the future. But I want to get her back on because I think where we were at with, in terms of where we started working together, I thought it'd be interesting to get Audrey back on because she got the insight into the secret prep the whole time when no one had a clue. And so I thought it'd be interesting to get her back on, speak about the whole experience, the whole journey, and provide you girls with a little bit of insight, potentially things that you might not of known or might not be aware of. So welcome, Audrey, back again. Thank you for having me. It was a wonderful year being your posing coach. And I think we need to tell them the start of the year, all your trophies that you got before we start talking about how we did it and, and how they can do it. So you hired me, was the beginning of the year or was it slightly the year before that now? January, February, I think it was end of Jan actually. Okay, so January, we start working together. And you had a year of lots of lots of trophies. You had so many uh, trophies when I did your post the other day. I actually forgot half of what the shows were, so I just had to keep it generic. <laughs> oh, okay, so let's go through your competition history for this for this past year. Obviously, you competed many years ago. So yeah. it started on the first stage on NFM. Yes. And how did you do on that one? So yeah, 2018, I did. I got two top three placings. And I was like ecstatic with top three and I kind of got into this season and initially actually I came to you, didn't I? I was looking to do WBFF. That was the original plan. November, WBFF was the goal. Then COVID hit and it kind of like bump started that prep. So I remember saying to you, I don't know where I want to go, but I know I want to just just kind of going with no expectation. We didn't really have like a set idea at that stage what we were doing, but we were still kind of putting the work together. Once we kind of got closer, we decided NFM UK mid-September was going to be the first show and then the day after do FitEx. So again, this was all like under the radar. And yeah, I, mo- I still remember turning up to NFM with, with a tan and everyone thinking, Chaz, why have you got a tan on? I was like, um, I'm kind of competing in this show. Kind of. I was like, what? What the hell? So yeah, we did, I did bikini. I did diva in the non-pro kind of part of the show. I ended up winning the bikini, winning the diva. I then came second in pro bikini. I came first in pro diva. And then I got third in the overall. Champion, champion, champion. <laughs> Even when I say it now, I'm just thinking, huh? Like it's, I don't know, very strange, very strange, but it's very, very cool. God, that was, I still remember like the first one they pulled, I think it was the diva they awarded first. And there's this hilarious photo of me and my massive shocked face just going like, huh? Like how has this even happened? So yeah, we did that. And then we, what was the next one? Did FitEx the next day. Didn't go the way I wanted to, but what was well, um, what was actually very, very interesting, all the judges said you were the best poser on that stage and you had the best stage presence. I was like, Do you know what? I'll take that because I'm never doing a back-to-back ever again because that was 
pants. Um, so yeah, we did that. And then we ended up going for Battle of Bedford, which for people that don't know, it's the GPO, which is a new federation that's kind of set up. And it's more like an NPC style posing. So we did the front and back and we also did the standard quarter turns. I won Bikini Tall class with that. And then I got, we did another NFM. Again, I'm not doing a back-to-back ever again. And that's actually, I'm generally not going to try that ever again. But still, that was a massive, massive line. Like the biggest one I've ever had. I think it was about 10 to 15 girls. And I think I got top four, top five. So again, was super, super happy with that. And again, posing was the key winner with that one. Feedback was fantastic. And then I remember kind of thinking, oh, I did plan WBFF, but I'm not, I just don't, I remember having a conversation with you or you didn't I? And I think I just don't feel like it's the right time for me. And I've always wanted to do a pure elite. So yeah, we just went for it, went for international model, fitness model and bikini. Never done the show before. So obviously went into the non-pro um, part of that show. Won the bikini tall class. Came third in international model in the class of 25, which is just that's just blown my mind. And I came fifth in the fitness model. I then went into the pro bikini where I won pro class. I don't even know. Sorry, I'm on a new laptop, guys, and my emails are going off and I have no idea how to turn it off. And then <laughs> I ended up becoming the purely world bikini champion pro. Which is, yeah, the biggest bikini champion title in the So did I did I count? See, so many trophies. I first place I lost count. So is that? six first place trophies last year god is it actually six is it six so you had uh three in your first competition battle of bedford one pure elite three wait is that seven wait the first competition three uh <laughs> look at us <laughs> we should have done our math before it's six or seven trophies um anyone correct us if we got the math wrong so that's an insane amount of first place uh trophies whether i'm off off by one or two, one or two there um that's a lot of first place trophies and this makes me so happy seeing the thrill every time you're like what me i i i'm a, a champion and this is why i loved working with you when someone's competed lots before and yeah, they've done a third or they haven't placed it. I used to have people come to me going, I was sick of you know, placing second to your girls all the time. So I just thought I'd hire you. And then, yeah, I got my first place trophy. And it's, it's exactly it. It's like you have the potential, but you need the champion maker touch to get you there because you have the potential. But all these little extra things that I do, hence I was named the champion maker by uh, Sean Stafford way back when. Because, yeah, it's like just cha- champions, champ champions. And I had something like, uh, like last year, I had something like, I think it was 39 first place trophies last year, over a hundred trophies altogether. Like 96% of my girls all left with some kind of trophy because that's what, that's what I do. I ferociously go, I ferociously go in. And I know like, first of all, you were an amazing posing student. Thank you. It's, it's a process with me and why I'm saying Jasmine's was a great student is you have to trust your teacher. You know, you hire somebody and you, you got to try, you can ask questions to them. Like, you know, why are we doing this? Or what, what is next, Audrey? What's going to happen next? Um, you know, I, or I heard that other girls do this. Like that's, that's, that's fine. But where people aren't a good student is when they start listening to other people. Oh, but the other girls are doing this. So I'm not going to tell the, the teacher and I'm going to do a little bit of the teachers and a little bit of this. And then, oh, I'm going to jump ahead because everyone at the gym, I see them practicing like this. That's what a bad student is where they're not being honest to their coach. Like when we were young, we lied to our moms and dads about doing homework or what we did. You know, that's, but when you're an adult 
and you've hired yourself the best coach money money can get you it's a team effort of being honest or saying i didn't get to do the homework this week because shit hit the fan with my work and that's what i you come to me and i'm like okay let's rejig things thanks for letting me know not coming pretending you know because we're adults here and that's why you are so amazing to work with is you methodically did everything. You asked questions as well. You never hid anything for me or changed anything for me. Like it sounds silly to say it out loud that people would would do that when they're the amateurs and a, a, the coach has you know the track record and um, you know the knowledge. Like sometimes people are like, well, how did you see that in my body? I go, this is what I do day in day out. Like an, a lawyer can look at a contract and within a second they can find a fault with it. I could sit with that same contract even though I've watched law shows and YouTube videos about the law. And I could read that same contract for weeks and not catch that one little line that's going to cost the money in that sentence. So that's what experts do. I can, I just glance at someone and I can see exactly what's wrong with their body and it's like fix it all. Or there's their personality, their skill level with the stage presence work that I do is just, that's what an expert's eyes are all about. It's like, an expert is an expert, but a lot of beginners will doubt and think they know better because they've been researching on YouTube for a year. Their friend won a contest or they did a contest before. So they think they still know more than the expert they've hired. So that's kind of the definition of a good student. You're very experienced. You've been on stage lots, but you still came in with a very open mind and said, let's try this and let's work with the coach and not work against the coach. It sounds so silly to say out loud, but some people do. Yeah. Like I think as well, I think as I've We've been in the industry for quite a few years. I instantly knew that I like would just switch off. I have to switch off. And I think me doing the secret prep was also another good thing because I wasn't telling anyone anything. Everyone knew what the hell I was doing. It kind of helped with blocking everything out. Whereas I, I can think, nice. for example, like a first time competitor, if they are, you know, documenting everything on social media, there's loads of people, there's loads of chat, there's loads of noise. That's the way I see it, it's a lot of noise. Whereas you've got to shut that noise off. Whereas for me, I didn't tell anyone. So it was like another good way for me to shut off in that sense, because no one knew I was doing anything. They had nothing to say. So it was just like perfect. But I think if someone's a first timer or like documenting their prep a lot on Instagram, you do have to shut off to everything because it will just become like noise and it will get super overwhelming then you'll just feel stuck um, it'll feel feel super confusing and you'll start believing wrong information because everyone is sounds can sound quite convincing and maybe that one person did win a show but maybe they won despite their mistakes or um you know a lot of what i do is like a lot of smoke and mirrors too i like to call it where i've got the tips and if you asked even a judge they would say no no don't do that but we do it and we win <laughs> like because it's a bit of smoke and mirrors so it's it's like exactly how fortunate for you that you did it secretly you didn't have any of that extra noise i think that's the key i think everyone's asked me like you know you did so well last year and people are trying to like figure it out and i do generally think by removing noise in different areas of my life and also being really tunnel vision like especially with my husband being my coach as well Again, even better of a reason because it was just like direct, boom, here. Posing coach, direct, boom, here. And there wasn't all this extra stuff. And I think sometimes it can really fog your perception of things. And it starts, we all know what we're like as competitors. You overanalyze and overthink anyway. Then when you throw more people into that mix, what's going to happen? It's just going to get worse. So yeah, I do generally think 
last year by just going tunnel vision and being like, I'm listening to one person for this, one person for that. It was just an absolute game changer. Also, if from like people, if you haven't got the result you've wanted and then you're coming to someone, then you know, you there's a missing part of the puzzle that you need to just kind of go in for. And I knew going in what I had done previously hadn't produced the result I wanted. So that just means you have to change the approach you go into it as well. Um, so I remember initially when we were talking, I think we did the one-to-one and then you said to go into the, to the beginner's course. And initially I just think, oh, okay, this is a bit strange. But again, I just thought, yeah, like I've got plenty of time. And that beginner's course, even though I had been posing for how many years and stuff, was such a good way of just like be, having that first time as mindset of coming back down to your foundations, which I think doesn't matter how many years you've been going, you still need those foundations in there, which I think is really important. Yeah. And that's the thing with my uh, beginner's course. Yes, it's made for absolute beginners who've never posed before or people who've won pro cards. I've had WF pros come on that weren't, they didn't even win with me. They won before me. And initially they think the same thing. They think, oh no, I already, but I'm like, well, first of all, I have to get rid of your bad habits that, that you had, but also it's building my foundations, how I do things. And I spend more time on the foundation of the routine when most people do want, they want, let's get into the studio and do the fanciest routine I've ever seen in my entire life first session. Yeah, no, if you want to lose, go, go ahead and do that. And I often see, you know, often, I'm, obviously there's a, a different coaches for everyone. I'm, I'm not putting down any coaches. There's lots of wonderful posing coaches with different styles out there. But I often see videos of like a posing coach doing an amazing routine because they've been in dance since they were three and their student is next to them doing it terribly. Yeah, the posing coach can do it. I sure hope the posing coach can move. But why the heck are you teaching it to that person who hasn't been in dance since they were three? It's not for their personality or skill level. But that's what a lot of people do want for their first session. They want, well, I hear Audrey's a great coach. Let's, let's, let's start really going for it. I've seen your advanced routines with Amelia Tank and Chloe Francis and this and that and, you know, all these things. And I'm like, uh, they started at the basics too. I did not start them there. If I'd started them there, they would have fallen on their face for their first show. It's like one th one thing at a time. And then once someone does it with me, then they, they completely get it. But I do understand how people initially, they, they see the finished product on stage and they want that in their first lesson. And no way do I work that way. I'm always like, I can give that to you. I can give you the fanciest routine you've ever seen in your entire life right now. Do you want to lose with it? Or would you like to win with a winning routine? You want a winning routine or a fancy routine? <laughs> yeah. One million percent, one million percent. And I remember we spoke about Chloe Francis quite a lot at the beginning. And I remember you saying that was a very simple routine I gave her. And then I watched it again. I thought, yeah, do you know what? It actually, it actually is a very, in essence, the steps are, but it's the extra bits on top, which then make it, which and then it, again, then it clicked for me. Yeah. And, and you see, that was her, um, the one when she won her European pro category. She was a pro category for WBFF. And it's like a lot of people see that too and they think simple routine, but you know, that's up to like 50, 60 lessons to get to that point. You know, it's years of training with me to get to that point of the stage presence and the essence. And you know, she wouldn't have done that her first show she, she won with me. We won her pro card with a different routine before that. But sometimes what you see even as simple, it's not like it's, it is, but it's not. There's so much training behind that intense, intense training behind it time hours practice and then it looks simple but it's not so a lot of people i know were then 
it's always the greatest compliment to have routines copied. I love having routines copied. Everyone's been copying Amelia Tank's routine that I gave her <laughs> last year. I've seen people on Instagram with like simple, like, you know, um, uh, sorry, not simple, but um, copied, copied uh, movements from her. Um, so at the time it was like so different. Like when I gave it to her, she actually was like, oh, this is a bit too different. I don't want to do this. And I was, because I know, I only make routines for people's personalities. I, I know Amelia, she's been with me before. I'm like, this is for your personality, your skill level, your body movements. And I know it feels a little bit of a leap, but that's what we're doing. We're leaping. We, we won your first shows with, with the winning routine for that skill level. Now, this is the next level. I couldn't have given this routine to you for the beginners. Now it's time and it is a leap, but I'm only giving you what you can nail so it's challenging it's flipping challenging don't get me wrong but we got time trust me just try it and it was a little bit of that just just trust me god i say that all the time <laughs> just trust me <laughs> and then it became the most talked about routine after and like i said i see people mimicking it all the time already on on instagram and that's what we want we want people we want people to copy us. We, we never copy. We are we are the innovators. You know, I give my students something never seen before, just for them, and then it gets it gets copied. And that's what I work with with my students. It's like your personality, not my personality. Your personality, which is completely different than mine. And that's like the the exciting part is making it fit you, but the best version of you. Yeah, I think you need to get a T-shirt that says, just, just trust me on this. <laughs> just so I don't have to keep saying it. <laughs> Remember someone says if they just point down like a T-shirt. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what was the moment do you think that it clicked? Because I we spoke just before we started recording and I just said, I don't know when, it, I just don't know how this all came about. Because I still, I went into this prep like anyone, very nervous just thinking oh I don't know if I'm gonna you know maybe if I fall flat on my face again you get all those like internal sort of things and I think for me hearing people now say oh jazz like you're posing your stage presence you're this you're that I'm like huh are you actually talking about me right now I'm just thinking this is crazy it's just really surreal because I think I've always looked at you know the immediate tanks and all the people that you've posed before and gone, oh, I'd love to have something of that. But I never thought that was in me, to be really honest with you. I never thought that was in me at all. Isn't it crazy that now you're the one, you know, that, that really just shared a video of you on their page looking absolutely full of stage presence, then that that's you. And you're still, I know, you're still thinking, is that me? <laughs> like, it's you, it's you. So to answer your question, when do I think as your, as your posing coach, when did it click for you? It may have only clicked for you when you put the feet on stage, but I didn't need it to click sooner than that. Because what you did was you methodically did everything I assigned for the homework you did. And even though, again, it's not a finished product till the end, I know that as long as you are doing everything I assign, I'll then give you step two, you do that homework, then I give you step three. And I know you're right on track because I know the whole trajectory of where I'm getting you to. And you're not at the finished product technically until you put your foot on that stage but i know you will be as you were incredible because you did everything you ticked all the boxes okay audrey said to practice this i practiced that and then i was able to progress you along so perhaps it's still clicking <laughs> i did it click for you maybe it's still clicking but i knew it would get there it wouldn't have got there if you would change the homework if you had believed somebody else like you'd heard something at the gym from someone who competed before or from your past your past posing, if you thought, well, I like that one thing from my past posing, I'm gonna sneak it in or 
those are the kind of things that would have not gotten you there, but you were an excellent student that way. So it all came together. And yeah, it was a surprise to you when you went. It wasn't a surprise to me. <laughs> Do you think I was surprised when I got the messages from you? Um, so, yeah, yeah. Add that to the spreadsheet. <laughs> I noticed when I looked back at my first show, NFM, and then looked at purely, I, I walked completely different. I still think my walkings work, but you could tell the transformation that happened between those shows. It was like momentum, if that makes sense. And I thought, wow, I would be interested to see if purely it would have been my first show then. I don't think, I don't know, it might have, but I really saw a difference in the way I was holding myself, the eye contact with the judges, like just the whole the whole process and the whole stage presence side. I really saw a massive difference between that first See the first one I did at NFM to then the end of that purely. It was like the, there's yeah, there's no such thing as like the walk is done or this is done. Like I one of my funnest stories is Michelle Gaines, who's now the director of the UK WBFF, was my student for again years and years and years. She won uh, her first show WFF with me, and then she won a figure and uh, um great student but i remember like after, after year five so after she's already won all these champion titles okay let's start with improving your walk and she has a great walk she's like there's still more to learn on the walk oh yeah <laughs> but the way she said it was there's still more to learn. and don't get me wrong her walk was fantastic even on the first show back in 2012 when she won her first first show first first uh, uh w championship title but there's you can't i can't teach her year five until we've done year one two three four five and it can just get so phenomenal. Um, I've got one of one of my students right now. Her walks her strongest point, and it's like, oh my god, it's she did one show last year. It's like this is going to be next level because it's one of the best walks already. But we're going to work on it for another year to make it even better. And it's already at a show stopping level where people would notice it. Like it just stands out. She's done, done one show, so that's what excites me too when people come back because I can do the next level for them. You know, like again, mentioning Chloe again, it's like every year she came back, it's, it's the next thing, the next thing. And it's like, oh, it's just for me, that's where the thrill is. We have to do the foundation training. The foundation training never stops with those people either. I still do that with them. They're still, um, but it's knowing now I can add the next, the next level of stage presence, the next level of the, the walk gliding. And yeah, you're absolutely right. Your, your walk had the elements that we're looking for, but it's, oh, there's still so much more. I look at like, when I look at it, I see what I'm going to do next time. <laughs> I definitely think my walk is my weakest still. Oh my God. There's a, no, there's a nice, there's a nice glide element to your walk there's a lot of really amazing things in your walk but yeah when I look at it I know exactly the next level of what to fix and what to add I've written down here like what you were versus what I became I do think it's one of those things where you like I've always looked at this yeah you know, I always see I always look at things on a spectrum with, with federations because there's there's like a kind of like spectrum where it comes from like I what I class is hardcore bodybuilding so you've got your standard quarter turns bodybuilding quarter turns then you've got this other area and I think I've always I've always gravitated towards your elites side. I think what's kind of hold, held me back in the past is thinking like oh it's just for me I could I can fly in I've noticed I've realized as well I can I can kind of flow into bodybuilding poses quite easy like if you get me to do a quarter turn I can do it like I, it, it feels quite robotic to me now because I've learned the foundations where I feel like the net, what, what is really challenging. I think my husband definitely saw it purely. She got, he was like, wow, like 
this is not just a physique. This is everything. And I was like, yeah. I was like, that's why I like the challenge for me because I don't, I, you know, in previous life, whatever, I don't class myself as naturally divery. I don't class myself as naturally sassy or naturally confident. So for me, it seems like, yes, I'm progressing my physique, but what I feel like the diva side of the spectrum with all the shows, what it does for me is really, it keeps pushing me outside of that comfort zone, which is really, really cool. And obviously what I was beginning of last year to what actually I came, or became at the end, was massive was honestly massive and it's so like you no know, it's cool and it's really fun I still kind of giggle to myself whenever I was like Jazz you're just so sassy I'm like <laughs> yeah and what people don't see is they don't don't see the journey and a lot of people think they're going to look at you now and think oh Jazz was just born that way when it was a journey and with the you know with the work I do it's not always all fun and games and laughing like sometimes it is going into the depths of your soul to dig somewhere you have never been before. And that sounds quite intense, but some days are intense with this work and other days it is all fun and games and, and laughing. Uh, but there's other, sometimes you have to go like into the dark place of your soul in order to then learn and rise up. I read, I heard a TED talk about this, about, you know, if you always save children, like from, you know, like from every mistake they make, you're hurting them in the long run. Sometimes they need to fall and cry and feel sorry for themselves and mad at mom and dad and oh, because then they oh, can shake it off. Now, don't get me wrong. There's other times where the parent does need to step in and, and cuddle them. But if it's done for every little thing, it can actually hurt them in the long run. You know, they should know that mom's there to and they're they're safe always. But I so this is a really interesting TED talk. And I thought, oh my goodness, that's that sounds so what I do with my students is sometimes they need to get I, they need to get frustrated with themselves and down on themselves and and mad at teacher even like oh teacher doesn't know what she's doing you know <laughs> this is not for me this training's not for me oh screw her no one would dare say that to my face but i know they say it behind my back <laughs> the, the one or two the one or two who fall off there's you know the one or two who who don't don't have they can't dig deep enough in themselves but the other ones, like I've had people, so these crazy things they say to me. So I remember um, when I used to teach person in London, like, you know, one of my male students, he's like, you know, after that class, I hated you. I wanted to quit the show. I hated everything about it. But then I went home and I, I kind of cried and I dusted myself off. And I said, you know what? I'll just do what Audrey said. You know, I'll just, okay, whatever, whatever. I'll do what she says. And he goes, I'm flying high. This is at my income. I'm flying high right now. I'm a different person. I can't thank you enough. I almost want to get teared up thinking about it because that's exactly it. He had to... Oh, I get so frustrated that he wasn't getting it. And yeah, blame it on me and, and, and hate the show and hate everything. And it's not my style of coaching. And, and then he's standing in front of me, just like elated. And I can't thank you enough, Audrey. Oh, this is like the best thing that's ever happened to me. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that's why, yeah, if I had a uh, model calling them, I don't know how to say that word. It's a very English word all along the way. He wouldn't have had that epiphany. And yeah, so that's why in this process, we just think we're learning, turning up proposing and a show, but you're strengthening your character and people contact me and say, Audrey, what you've taught me, I don't compete anymore, but what you've taught me has changed my life. I'm better at work. I'm better with people. I, I'm a whole different person because I thought I was coming to you for posing and oh my God, this had nothing to do with posing really. The posing was part of it, but that was like 10% of it. And yeah. Jess Buckin. She's not the same person anymore, man. I met her beginning of even like the not 2021, but 2020, and shy. 
super shy, very reserved. And when she came to you, I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting to see what you can do with her. And God, first show gets WBFF pro status. I'm like, yeah, that's... Let me tell you my journey with Jess. What a great example. Jess joined super shy with a bunch of her wonderful teammates. Everyone was was, was great, all, all great students. Some had natural talent and skills over top of her with the posing. They started at higher level. She started lower. And trust me, she was that turtle who was just making slow progressions, but she was chipping away. They were still, they were still in the lead. She overtook them and I'm watching this in our Zoom lesson. So at first she's like way down in the skill levels and the shyness and everything. The months go by and I'm like, holy shit, this girl's gonna get her pro card. She's just trumped the girls who had the lead on her with the confidence in that. And I, I uh, messaged her co-host Kirsty and I said, she's going to win a WF pro card. I go, I didn't see it at, at the beginning. Uh, she wasn't like the natural one, but she, it's a slow and steady wins the race. And I've talked to her a lot about that. I've got another girl who's coaching me right now who said, you remind me just of Jess, slow and steady wins the race. And she just, she did every class that was on offer. She did all the practice and she completely overtook these people who should have won ahead of her, but she pushed them out of the way and that pro card was hers. So I'm so happy that you, you, you saw that as well. Like it's such a great example of just, just do what you're told, you know, keep chipping away and there you go. Yeah, because I met her. She's the wife of Gareth Bucket, who is uh, one of the coaches with Joe for Physique Collective. So I, oh, awesome! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I met her before she even like said she was ever going to compete. So for me, that I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh my god, this is brilliant! Like she's just completely different now. It's so cool to see. Um, yeah. What I think as well, like like slow and steady wins the race and everything. What I quite enjoyed was. What I talk about like the level of intensity that you did and the way the progression scheme works. I really looking back now, I'm like, Jesus, that's because if you would have done the intensity that you did at the end of the so just before show day at the beginning, I think I would have gone, Oh my god, what the hell is this? But the way it built up the intensity and everything we did, and like all the extra add-ons you did, and I just thought, wow, like this is exactly what I feel like has helped get this end product is that, that intense yeah. weeks when you know you do the extra classes and this and that and I'm like wow they really do go mad so remember I think on peak preacher he's like god you're doing another one of them I was like no <laughs> yeah and and again you and the Jesses were the smart ones like I had a couple students who did the training up to a certain point and then they were like oh I I can, I think I know enough. And I'm like, oh my God, if I'm telling you, you need another class. Cause I, first of all, I do, I have budget options for people that like, it's not about like, oh, I'm, I'm gouging you for money. Like I'm offering you like the, the budget, the budget options here, where if I'm saying you need this class, you're not ready. But a lot of people will think, you know, this is like, you know, if you already spent X amount of money, another hundred bucks on top of something, it, it's in, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But a lot of people will start thinking, oh no, I, I don't need something. If your coach is saying you need it, you know, you did the classes, just did the classes. And that's exactly like, if I say a student needs something they need, if I say you don't need it or, or, or some students, I give them options. Actually, I'm like, I have three options for you. So what works best with your schedule or that? So I do things like that, but I've been saying WhatsApps to people all day with options for them because their shows are coming later, but absolutely. And again, that's why like everything ties in together completely at the end for me. So at the beginning, people are like, oh, I think I'm going to forget my routine. Oh, I think I'm, this is going to happen. Oh, I go, none of that's going to happen. 
because I take care of every single detail. None of what you think could happen to you will not happen. That's why my students are the best on stage. That's why they're standing out. That's why they're winning all those first place trophies every year. If I go into a show, and I love when, when I have one person in a show, like you were in some shows where, yeah, it was just you, and maybe I think Joanna was in one show with you, and like, you know, it was just, and um, Mar Marguerite, like it was just like, you know, you're the only one there. You're, you're coming out with trophies. Like you're, you're going in and you're coming out with trophies. You know, Katie was the only one I had in PCA and she got first place. Um, like if I'm sending somebody in and they have the potential for like a top 10, they will get the first. It's just as simple as that because they have all these extra tricks that the other girls don't have behind them. If someone is not quite their day, they still, what I'm really proud of, I had some girls who didn't get any placings because, you know, there were people that were just that much better than them. But if their stage presence and their delivery was, that to me is enough for a trophy for myself. Like Joanna, who I just mentioned, who did some shows with you, her body wasn't good enough to win last year. She had the time of her life and she got some comments from uh, people that have been in the bodybuilding world for 30 years saying, we have never seen stage presence like this. She sent me the screenshot from somebody who'd been in this federation for like 30 years, whether he was a judge or forget his new position, but as somebody very, very well established, he was like, I've never seen stage presence like this before. Like, that's my trophy on that one. I, it does not matter. And even if, if for some reason we didn't get that text, I can see that she's having the time of her life and she's feeling good up there and she's standing out. And that's, that's the trophy for me. Um, and I, for some people, they forget, like, if you have done everything you can do, you're prepared. That That is a trophy. So I know a lot of times people can be so down on themselves if they don't win because that's the only goal. It's like you have to set other goals. It has to be, I want to be the, the best version of myself. So how was I in 2021? I need to trump 2021 jazz. Okay, how was my body? I need to be, just beat 2021 jazz for my body. And all the other little things. And so maybe in 2021, I slacked off on a couple of the things in the prep. So 2022 jazz is going to not slack. I, I know what I wasn't balancing things properly. That's the true the true trophy is trumping yourself because we can't always control the actual outcome. One million percent. The next thing I really want to cover, and it's funny now I look at it now, when I, for so many years, I think I've had this weird idea that I've got to do this, I've got to do certain poses because that's what the judges want and that's what people get, that's why people win, right? So the back pose the glute pop, the glute shot. I've always seen it done and I'm like, oh, it doesn't doesn't suit my frame, doesn't suit me. And I'm like, oh, I've had judges say, no, don't don't pull it. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was really cool was that I've had a couple of comments about it as well, being like, oh, you, you just did like your eye walk or your T walk. You didn't do any glute shots and you still won. I'm like, yeah. Just for me, it really kind of broke that like weird idea I had of like, I've got to hit this pose or I won't do well. And we didn't do any back shots, none. And yeah, so this is a great example of a lot. There's a lot of misconceptions out there where people think, oh, I saw 10 girls do that. So therefore, oh, I must do it. And I remember one, one run, so I used to obviously host Pure Lead and I used to be their head camp teacher before, before I left London. And I remember Stuart saying to me, you know, Audrey, there's all these coaches who post online that they're purely coaches. They've never asked me what I'm looking for. They're just learning from YouTube video with, with, with mistakes in the videos or this guessing. You know, I never just, you know, if I go to a new federation, I, just, I don't just watch a YouTube video and assume that's the posing. I check with the federation. 
you know, it's like you, cause there's so many mistakes on, on YouTube and that. So a lot of mistakes have been passed down generation to generation, <laughs> year after year. And people then take it at face value of that's how they're supposed to do it. And I hear this all the, all the time too. Oh, shouldn't I be doing this there or this there? Cause you know, everybody, everybody else is doing it. Well, if everybody else jumped off a cliff, are you going to jump off a cliff? It's not a, it's not a good idea. Just, just trust me on this one, but it's very powerful peer pressure. The power of seeing 10 people do it, whether it's wrong or right, it can mess the psyche of a lot of uh, competitors because that's what they think is, is the truth. And exactly. We chose the poses best for you. And then one of my favorite parts was you said to me like, Okay, these are my glutes, you know, that's what we do in, in class. We look at the glutes and yeah, it didn't look good in some poses that look great on the other girls. So I figured out a way to smoke and mirrors, hide all that, show the best parts of your glutes. No one's the wiser because that's the smoke and mirrors part. Because yeah, in that one transition, it didn't look good. So I'm not going to give you that one transition, even though on my other 50 girls, it looks fantastic. And that's, uh, that's, that's, that's my favorite part is the smoke and mirrors. It's like, yeah, no one's the wiser. Cause you do have good glutes, but just not in certain positions. Yeah, exactly. A hundred percent. And like, it made me feel so comfortable because I feel like sometimes in the past, I felt like I've had to do this shot. And when, Sansi, when I go to hit it on stage, I'm like, oh, I, my, my body just like, my mind just wants to resist it. Cause I know it's not the right thing, but I feel like it, it's what I have to do. So yeah, I think that made a massive difference to me last year. No, I just knew that every single pose I was doing, I was like, I know front and side, front and side, front and side all day long, like literally all day long. And it worked perfectly, literally worked perfectly. And it was great. Yeah. So, And I like how you touched on psychologically, it made you feel better as well. So one, obviously it looks better, but psychologically you're like, now you have the confidence because you're like, yeah, I want to be doing things that make me look better. And that's what's interesting is um, obviously when I watch shows to me, it's just like, again, I just see, I see like a hundred mistakes in each girl. Like I sometimes have to watch a video just to see what the stage set up is or something like that. And like, it's, it's almost like being Rain Man or something. Like there's just, I just see, <laughs> see everything. Like that girl could have won if she just had me. That's all I keep thinking is like, why did you do that? Why did you do that? Why did you do that? And I know like when I, um, obviously the poses that, that I teach were my inventions and obviously they've been rightly so they've been copied and other coaches are teaching them and other people are doing them, but they don't always suit that person. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my, my poses, but I wouldn't have given it to that person. It's not like a generic one, one size fits all. Yeah. I do think that's a massive hindrance generally in the industry at the moment is that the judges want to see this pose and actually from like you know if you think about certain criteria if you look at it transitions aren't technically in some federations aren't technically marked where you we focus so much on this transition that I've judged previously before where people are doing so many transitions I'm like oh just get to your freaking side pose Han. I just want to see your side shot because that's what's in my criteria it's not all this airy fairy flipping one way then flipping the other way then going back and I'm like oh just get into your side shot like it's so frustrating sometimes so yeah I completely agree on that one yeah and that's where girls get overcomplicate their routines I know like in the more bodybuilding bikini shows like how they all think they have to do some weird hand wiping motion like their windshield wiper motions and things and the shoulder up on the shoulder down like that's just all distracting stuff. And it's everyone else is doing it. Why would you want to do it? Like it's everyone else is doing it. It's not unique to you. And it's just a bunch of distractions. 
Yeah. And everything, the transitions that we picked, like even when I look at videos of whether I've gone into the bodybuilding side or the other side, like my transitions have been different across. You can see the girls doing all the same thing. There's just me like doing my thing. I'm like, yay. <laughs> it's cool. I like it. Exactly. So I think we should end it on what is on the horizon for Audrey. And also, do you have any like predictions for this year at all? What kind of predictions? Well, to know. I think I had like predictions, but I didn't actually write down what predictions. I've just put it down on my <laughs> neck. What's on the horizon anyway? Are you you're going to are you going to Vegas this year? Did I see that correctly? Yeah, so on the horizon for myself, uh, make more champions. Um, <laughs> and I am planning, unless something radically, radically happens in the world, I'm going to go to Vegas this year. So it is, a, I predict it's going to be a smaller uh, team of us going to Las Vegas because a lot of people still aren't traveling as freely as they were before. But it's been a while since I've done a WBF world and I am gagging to just do one. And when they do hold them in Vegas, that is my favorite place for them to do it in Vegas. So I've got, uh, Holly and Chantel from London who, uh, Holly Wilson won her WF pro card and her very first show over 35 in WBF. So we're prepping for Vegas and same with Chantel who won second place in, uh, WBFF. So, we're prepping and then hopefully some more will get on board as well. So in the past, yeah, I was going with, with huge teams of people, but COVID really did soften <laughs> the travel, the travel, but I actually don't mind going with a smaller team because it, it can be quite fun as well. I don't mind big, big, small one person, 30 people. It's, it's, it's all great to just support my girls or guys if there's if there's guys who get on board later mm -hmm. and then just the other predictions it's like um there's you know there's new shows always popping up in the uk which is just crazy how there's just there's so much room so i want to keep my eye on you know what is the next breakthrough like i remember when pca started and it was one little show that was that's only a few years ago and now they're worldwide mad enough like it was just the other day that they had their first show and then you know some shows dis disappear other ones come up so just yeah just seeing where people want to be and what i say is i love all shows you know i, I coach for the more uh, mandatory type posing shows too for pca and two bros finding the show that's right for the competitor there's two ways i always say because it's i like them all i'm not i never put my opinion on people one you have to like the vibe of the show so some of my girls you know love the strictness of you know you have to pose this way for two bros or pca that is their thing like they like that they like a bit more of the serious atmosphere rather than the mardi gras you know freestyle atmosphere so that's one way is i should know that you like the actual style of the show the second way is you look at the bodies of all the last winners from the year before, not from five years ago, because com competitions do change their criteria. So you don't want to check a uh, PCA competitor from five years ago, because it will be different than now. And you think, do I look or am I, will I look like the last five winners? And I say the last five or so winners, because sometimes somebody can win by fluke, because that was just the best that was there that day. So you don't want to go by, go by that. And that's really important because every federation is different just because you're bikini in one does not mean you're the bikini in the other one. Um, my next show though for my team is uh, Pure Elite, which is coming up in April. Uh, so that's the one that kicks kicks everything off this year. 
I'm excited for Purely. I feel like there's a lot of people going for that Purely in April. So that's going to be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Right. I think we'll end up there. But thank you so much for coming on again. And it's been good because I actually haven't really done like a show recap on my podcast yet. So I feel like we've just kind of done it. Great. Should I do one little last thing about the beginner's posing course? Go on. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so for anybody who wants to start posing with me, the best way, whether you're a 100% beginner or you have competed before, is to start on my three-week Zoom posing course. But it's just not the live Zooms. You start with my comprehensive video posing library, which is step-by-step video. So you start at home with those videos. Then you send me check-in videos. So before the course, there's stuff before the course. So you start learning right away. And then there's video check-ins during it there's also a bonus class so it is jam-packed it's just not the three three weeks of the courses if you can't attend the live you can get the recording and then i have had people say how can zoom be just as good as in person and come on come on i go well first of all look at the results i wouldn't do it i'm the champion maker you know i've had like almost 40 champion titles again last year over 100 uh trophies altogether. first of all if it wasn't working it wouldn't be working it, it works i actually think i'm giving more with the zooms than i was in person because i spend more time with these check-in videos than i would if they, people were seeing me for the courses in person so one people are, are getting more it's more time for me to do what i'm doing on my end but they're getting actually more the other great thing is you save on the travel time the travel costs so people sometimes would have to take a whole day off to come see me in london or half a day off plus the train ticket plus arrive early plus take time off work and there was this like, people forget the the travel it costs that costs and it's exhaustion, then you have to go back. So that's factored out of it. If you don't need a lot of room to do the posing, everyone has has enough room. I have people in the most cramped bedrooms and flat chairs doing the courses. That's all the room that a person needs. So I, I honestly believe the Zooms are absolutely better. And then yeah, I've, people are from all over the world. You know, I've got uh, people down in Florida. I've got obviously a huge UK base because I was, I was working in the UK for my entire career. So I've got the UK. Ireland, you know, all over the place. And I just, I just love it. I just think, God, this is, I've always done online, but never like this. I just do online now. I no longer do in person and it works even better than in person. Yeah. yeah. I definitely agree with that. Definitely agree with that. And I've, I think I've gone, I think you've seen most of my house at this point. So I've had so much, <laughs> so many house uh, renovations. I've been like, right, today we're in this room. Right. Today we're in this room. Right. Today we're in yeah. another room. And then, so you've done in-person training over the years that you did posing with other people. Did you feel you lacked anything when you were doing online? No, like for me, I think I just quickly learned that I just had to get my set I had to just knew I had to know my setup like just beforehand just get my setup and then every single room I went into I just knew what box I needed what light I needed and then that was it it was just good to go really yeah and that's what I say to people the first time you do it you might have to spend 20 minutes you know pushing your couch out of the way or this or that and you know making sure you can be seen but come on you would have been spending half a day or a day traveling in and out to see me like packing your bag waiting for the train waiting at the studio all that stuff. So the first time it's like 20 minutes, second time it's a little bit quicker. But when you think of it time-wise, it's that's nothing. And like I said, no no space has not not ever worked. I've had I have people in all sorts of spaces that I see. So. Yeah. 100%. But what I'll do girls, I will leave all of Audrey's links down below in addition to the episode that we recorded previously but thank you so much Audrey for coming on it's been a pleasure as always thank thank you for having me and I can't wait when you're ready 
to start up again because you're obviously a very busy businesswoman. You're taking time to grow. Are we not supposed to say that? Are we doing another secret prep? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep the secret for like what's to come, but yeah. Yeah, but we're yeah, right now it's growing phase for jazz. Yeah, I've definitely got the itch though. My God, it's back, back with a bloody vengeance, but no. Well, to be continued, to be continued. 